Welcome to Life as a Soldier podcast, a Demon Radio production. My name is Command Sergeant Major Albert Serrano, also known as Demon7, and I will be your host. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast to hear the stories and lessons learned from some of the bravest and hardest working men and women in the United States Army. everyone. I am Command Sergeant Major Serrano, also known as Demon7, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast, Episode 3, and today uh, we will be talking about life as a commander. Uh, our podcast being titled Life as a Soldier, and I'm extremely excited today to be talking to some, some of our commanders across this brigade, uh, you know, speaking about what they do on a daily basis uh, and things like that. Uh, since I'm obviously not a commander, uh, I have some very special guests joining us today, and, and like I said, I'm very excited about that. So before we get started, gentlemen, please uh, introduce yourselves, where, where you work, where you're from, family, hobbies, etc., and we can start in chalk order. Uh, so All right. let's go to 2-1. Hey, good afternoon. I'm uh, Jake Whiteside, commander of one G Sab. Uh, we're currently at Illisheim, Germany, and uh, uh, my wife uh, Marcy Whiteside is at Fort Riley, Kansas, with our two sons, uh, Bryce and Gavin. Their ages are 15 and 13, respectively. And uh, we've been in the Army together as a family for uh, 18 years, and uh, I'm crossing uh, the 23rd month of battalion command. Excited to be on the podcast. Hey, welcome aboard, sir. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, let's see, Captain Burns, go ahead. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, I'm Killian Burns. I'm the commander of HHC for 3-1. Um, my wife and uh, my, my wife Maria and myself have been married for uh, just over a year. Uh, we've got a little boy uh, who is um, just about five months old, um, Jason. Uh, we uh, moved to Fort Riley about a year and a half ago, um, and I've been in uh, division staff prior to coming to command here. Um, but uh, we're in Romania right now, and uh, we're doing uh, we're just kicking off with swift responses, you guys know. All right, well, thank you for joining us today, sir. Let's see, Captain Finley. Hey, it's Captain Finley here. I'm the Charlie 1-1 Commander Ghost Riders, uh, AH-64 pilot uh, originally from this Washington area kind of Seattle all my family worked Boeing growing up building helicopters and planes and my dream to fly them and happy to be a part that I've achieved that goal all right sir welcome aboard Captain Rivera go ahead sir hey good morning everyone I'm Captain Rivera um, 601st uh, S3. I'm married for five years. Uh, my wife is currently at Riley and looking forward to getting back and spending some time with her. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, sir. All right. Well, as I stated uh, previously, today we're going to be discussing life as a commander. Uh, but before we, we open open it up for dialogue, I'd like to just give a, a brief uh, description, a, a doctrinal description, that is, of, of 
AR 600-20, essentially what command is or what a commander is or does. So command is exercised by virtue of office and a special assignment of members of the armed forces of the United States holding military grade who are eligible to exercise command. A commander is, therefore, a commissioned or warrant officer who, by virtue of grade and assignment, exercises primary command authority over a military organization or prescribed territorial area that is recognized as a command under pertinent official directives. All that to say what? Duties of a commander depend on an officer's pay grade and area of expertise. So think of a commander as a senior management. He or she is responsible for the personnel and operations of the organization, as well as reporting to the commander at the next highest level. So with that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out a, a couple questions or topics or, or uh, points to, to begin our discussion, if you will. Uh, and the first one essentially is, as I've described doctrinally what, what you all do, commanders, but uh, you know, soldiers walking around in your formations or, or, or not, just walking about, often ask or wonder, what does my commander do every day? So whoever wants to start with that, what do you do on a daily basis? And uh, I'll, I'll take that question first, if you don't mind, Sergeant Major. This is Captain Burns from uh, HHC 3-1. Um, uh, so generally, it, it, every day in command is a mixture of uh, multiple different responsibilities. Um, not only are you making sure that the administrative function gets taken care of, but you're also making, um, you're going around and ensuring that your folks are doing okay and that they're able to uh, get their tasks done. Um, that's kind of the maintaining piece. Um, and there, there's also the, um, the like setting the stage and giving intent uh, so that they know what uh, their roles are within your team. Um, I, I've got the particular um, blessing of being in command of a headquarters unit. Um, so it's more more than any other unit I've been in before. This is largely a team of teams. Um, so knowing that each team um, individually, each section of the staff is able to um, perform their functions is my main goal of command. Okay, great, sir. Appreciate those insights. Anyone else? Yeah, I'll say it uh, as uh, this is Colonel Whiteside. So. Um, I don't really look at it as tasks at all. Uh, I, you know, days begin to blend together, and I think we've already rightly stated there's no single day that's the same as the other, but I don't look at it as tasks. Um, I look at each day as an opportunity to kind of get a little insight on what's going on as a culture. And I do that because I, I grew up playing sports. Um, I grew up a member of multiple teams. And so I view um, being in command much like I view um, a coach, uh, I think as a battalion commander, it's the last time you're a player coach in the sense of the word. Uh, back in the day, you know, um, certain baseball players could be a, a team manager, but also play. Similar, similarly, in hockey, uh, there was coaches that would also get out on the ice. And I think as a battalion commander, it's the last real time that occasionally you get out there in the cockpit or uh, on a patrol or what have you. Uh, but but my goal uh, as a commander each day is to truly truly get my finger on the pulse of the organization and to know when we need to apply maybe a little more accelerator. Uh, maybe we need to feather the brake a little bit, but understand where the, the folks are as a team and as a family. Uh, and I spend 
a lot of time trying to regulate that, the culture, the climate, how people are doing, the motivation, the vision, um, all of the tasks, all of the quote unquote uh, reports or um, or missions of the day, those really take a back seat to what I think is most critical. And that's just keeping the formation um, thriving. And then the rest of the stuff you, you try to get done after hours, to be quite honest with you. And, and I think that's very unique to being a commander. All right, sir. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. That was that was that was great. So I'll tell you guys, um, as you all know, as your sergeant major, uh, a little bit older than most of you, or for some of you actually, a lot older than most of you. Uh, but I'll tell you, sir, uh, Colonel White, that you mentioned something that I, I specifically talk about all the time, and that is team. Uh, this is a probably the greatest team event that we, that we can can we can do. That is being a soldier, being in the army. Because nothing, we can't accomplish anything you know, on our own. I think we all know that. Uh, but I'll tell you, it, it is to me, there's nothing better when I see, you know, an organization out there working as a team, uh, rowing together. Uh, I mean, it just excites me. And I think that's the real reason why I'm still doing this after 28 years, as I stated. Um, but yeah, that, that's great, great insights. And with that, as we continue to, to speak here, I'd like to throw something out there. Part of the discussion today is going to be, you know, what what you commanders see, you know, the the role or relationship with your NCOs, whether it's a sergeant major, a first sergeant, or some of your senior non-commissioned officers. But before we get to that and, and and hear from you guys, I'd like to tell you, like from my perspective, as long as I've been a non-commissioned officer, or as long as I can remember, anyway, uh, there were three key things that I always wanted my commanders to do, to do for me and for the organization. One of them is lead by example. Right. You, you, you can't do anything. You, you know, if you're going to, you know, talk to talk, you got to walk the walk. So you, in everything that you do, you got to lead by example. Number two, you got to maintain good order and discipline. And that means, you know, having uncomfortable conversations. That means making difficult decisions. That means uh, not always, you know, really enjoying what you may be doing at, at that particular time. But it's what's best for the organization. And so, you know, that is not my favorite part of the job, and I'm sure uh, it's not for you. However, it is a necessary evil, if you will. And number three, uh, you know, this is to, to my core, is standards and discipline, right? And that, obviously, that encompasses everything. And so, but I always, my commander, you know, building that relationship with my commanders is always like, hey, you have to, you have to not only, you know, put out the policies, the standards, you know, and everything else, but you have to help me enforce them. And, and if you do those three things, commanders, in my book anyway, uh, you, you are already excelling at your job. So with that in mind, I would like to know from you guys' perspective, how do you see that relationship uh, between you and, as I said, your, your, your senior enlisted advisor, whether that's a Star Major, a First Sergeant, or a, a senior non-commissioned officer? Whoever wants to take that one first. Sergeant Major uh, Captain Burns here. Um, I honestly use, I, I work with my NCOs more than uh, anybody else I, I work with in the unit. Um, it's, especially with the, um, uh, with with the way the HHC work, uh, is broken up into sections, um, I can't be everywhere and I can't know every job. Um, so if, like they're the subject matter experts. I need to just build trust with them that they 
um, they know their jobs uh, and that they'll keep me informed of any time they actually need me. So it's it's more of it, it's not like me telling them uh, what to do so much. It, it's me checking in with them, making sure uh, that that they're doing the right thing and that they know they know what uh, direction we need to be heading. Um, and as long as they're leading their teams um, in that direction, um, that's uh, I'm hands off for the most part as a commander. Yep, great point, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, Lieutenant Crone Whiteside, you have your hands up, hand up, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, so I it's a critical partnership. I had the opportunity to command a couple companies and I had three first sergeants uh, over the course of that time. And then I also have been fortunate enough to have um, really three command sergeants major. Uh, one was uh, for a brief period of time in the interim uh, between Command Sergeant Major Ludwig and now Command Sergeant Major Lee. And I'll tell you, uh, they each bring their unique perspective uh, to the team, but it's a partnership. And what do I mean by that? I think that Sergeants Major are extremely uh, gifted in showing you yourself. They're like a mirror, and they'll hold it up to you. And I think the best of them uh, have that ability to say, sir, ma'am, uh, I want to be very clear with you right now. And and they have the hard conversations. You said that one of the things that you value in a commander, Sergeant Major, was the willingness to set standards and discipline, the willingness to set the example and to have those hard, difficult conversations. Um, if I look across the population of folks I've had the opportunity to serve with at that senior non-commissioned officer level, they were best at having those frank conversations with me and helping me see myself so I got it right. Because as you said, in so many cases, it really does fall on the shoulders of a commander. Um, but living up to being the backbone of the Army is letting no, that commander know where they're wrong. They're like the nervous system. And they'll give you a shock, they'll give you a pull, and you'll know when you're like, oh, shoot, I'm, I'm a little bit wrong there. Uh, but that's a great thing. I think it's valuable. Uh, other, other folks may believe that impedes their ability to do the job right, but I think it's quite the opposite. Uh, I would be nowhere uh, for sure today without Command Sergeant Major Lee, but looking across the course of my career without quality uh, non-commissioned officers. So I, I see it as a partnership. Uh, I don't see it as a uh, superior subordinate relationship, never have. Um, but I think that I was raised by NCOs uh, and I, I still believe that to this day. Yeah, thanks for that, sir. That 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 is absolutely on point, um, and it, it you know it makes me makes me happy to hear that that we have senior NCOs out there you know getting after it as you described. Uh, a couple of you already mentioned it, but but building that trust, that relationship, as you stated, it's not a it's not a you know uh, someone is, is is better or 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 higher up on the echelon. It's it's a it's a mutual agreement. It's a true relationship, and it's a team effort, as we've stated. Uh, that's why it's hence called the command team. Uh, but I believe, as you stated, I absolutely agree that, that it's it's a it's a back and forth. You know, you have to have those conversations even with each other as, you know, first sergeant commander, command sergeant major commander, uh, senior NCO commander, because, uh, you know, part of our job as non-commissioned officers is to help, you know, mentor and develop, you know, young officers like yourself, some some of you on this on this uh, podcast today. Um, but by the same token, um, you are the commander. You have a lot of responsibility. Essentially, you own everything. So every decision we make together as a command team, uh, we'll own it. But at the end of the day, you know, you are ultimately uh, responsible for it. So I appreciate that. Does anybody else have anything on that, on that that relationship uh, between yourself 
and your first RN or your senior NCOs. All right, I'm gonna throw something else out there. Um, speaking of, of uh, you know, mentoring, developing, you know, coaching, teaching, uh, I'd like to know um, how do you, commander, mentor or develop your platoon leaders? Whether they're, you know, a second lieutenant, first lieutenant, a captain, you know, a major field grade officer, obviously, in the case of uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Whiteside, how do you, you know, what do you use, you know, what do you base your leader uh, development uh, on, or what do you uh, mainly focus on when you when you start to develop and, and mentor your your leaders? Uh, I got so I'll I'll take it. I th I'm not sure. I hate to step on folks, but uh, something that I choose to do. I mean, you can LPD and OPD a lot, and I think there's great value in occasionally taking a quick pause and perhaps discussing a vignette or reading something. I think that's great. Uh, but what I sometimes think that does is apply a certain set of rules and it, it confines the conversation. And so what I try to do with platoon leaders is meet them where they are. Uh, I think there's a lot of value in coming to a person in their environment. Uh, and that can be in the gym. That can be in the cockpit. That can be doing some PT. It can be in the chow hall. It can be walking down the street. Um, and when I try to mentor them, I try to meet that individual where they are. And I live by this as a rule for life when I try to encourage people or professionally develop or mentor people. And that's this. I ask to a person, what is it that makes you come alive? What is it that when you wake up in the morning, you get most excited about? And I challenge them to pursue that via the most direct means possible. And Sergeant Major, I'll tell you, over the course of my career, I've met with leaders that don't necessarily come alive at the thought of leading other soldiers. And uh, that's okay. But I try to encourage them, hey, look, while, while you're in the season of your life that you're here leading soldiers, get involved and throw yourself into it entirely. Uh, but then otherwise, take a step back and redefine who you're going to be because I think at that critical platoon leader level, you've got to help them see the critical role they play in the development of others. And so I, to a leader, sit down with them and say, what is it makes you come alive? Get after that uh, and absolutely start honing those skills and help them thrive by knowing what motivates them. I, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but that's my input. No, I, it absolutely does, sir. I mean, that, that gets me excited, I'm telling you, because I, you know, when I have my conversations with soldiers, regardless of rank, warrant officers, commission officers, or, or NCOs or soldiers, you know, one of the things I always say is, hey, I'm not I'm not going to make E10. It doesn't exist. Right. So the only reason why I still continue to serve is because I, I really, really enjoy what I do. And, and that is, to your point, talking to soldiers in the gym and a defect or anywhere that I get an opportunity to do it, uh, because all I can do is, is pass on, you know, the things I've learned over 28 years, you know, and, and that that makes me happy. Um, it, it's why I still, you know, put my uniform on every day. And so those are, those are great points, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, let, Captain Rivera, you've been quiet. Let's hear from you. Hey, Sergeant Major. So um, really my my uh, subordinate leaders are at this point, you know, captains and lieutenants. So um, I think uh, counseling is a great tool to start uh, mentoring, especially, um, you know, lieutenants and captains that may or may not have been counseled and then giving them a progress check throughout uh, your tenure as their leader. 
um, because just to, just because you you set the standards of what you expect them, you know, to be and to do, um, you know, every once in a while they they need a. Uh, I feel like they need to see where they where they're at in in your eyes of progressing. Um, at that point, um, I think it's going to be a little different uh, in command when you have that, uh, you know, more subordinate leaders. But that's just my thought as of right now, Sergeant Major. No, that's valid, sir, and I appreciate. It. I know you're not, you know, in command at this time exactly. However, that those are those are valid points, and, and I appreciate your perspective. Uh, Captain Sippers, you joined us late. Would you like to add anything to this conversation? Sorry, I joined late to our major has some technical issues. Um, like Captain Rivera said, counseling so that they're tracking where they at uh, and where they need to be. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I've noticed recently is I've only, I've only been in the Army eight years or so, um, and we always hear you know NCOs gripe about these young soldiers and millennials and stuff. But you see it already with like lieutenants as well. You're like maybe they're they're amazing in some areas, but like it goes back to what motivates them. Why did they join the army and try to figure that out? And even if they're planning to get out, um, using their time in the army to better themselves, even if they hate it, you know, based on the unit or based on their personal issues going on. Um, but I always just assumed every officer, you know, was fully motivated when they joined the army, went through West Point or ROTC or OCS. Um, but sometimes that changes, I guess. So my, my thing is, is what motivates you if you if you don't like it here what can you do to better yourself despite you know your issues with the army or the unit or whatever yes sir and, and you know you're going to get me on my soapbox here but uh you know again as i stated earlier obviously being older than all of you on the net here and and then time and service i'll tell you i don't buy into the whole millennial or anything like that or soldiers are not this or that you know like when i came in in the early 90s versus some of you here but I'll tell you, um, you know, I, I agree with what you said as far as, hey, when you're while you're in for however long you volunteered to serve, you should give it 110 percent every single day, and, you know, walk with your head high and, and be a productive member of the team, because that, that does get under my skin when soldiers are not doing that. But it, like I said earlier, you volunteered. Nobody forced you to. So, so you know, you, you need it. You need to be a productive member of society at the end of the day. And, and, and that is it. So you either, you know, adjust or you find something else to do, as you stated. But valid points, and I appreciate that, sir. Here's something else for you guys. Uh, so, you know, we hear the phrase, you know, command philosophy, right? And, and then we see some slides, and then we see some, some words up there. Um, but what is the foundation of your command philosophy? And again, I know some of you are not necessarily in command just yet. But but as you put thought towards that, it, it, you know, and, and you were about to take command, um, what you know, what what drove that, you know, what what made you, you know, put the words on that paper that that all of your soldiers saw or heard uh, once it was read or shown. It's our major mind is basic is, is take care of the people and the people take care of you uh, and take care of the mission. So. Uh, people first, I, I fully jump on board with. Um, I think soldiers see it as you know, it's going to be easy. It's not about that. It's about uh, actually caring. And when they see that you care um, and, and you legit care, uh, they'll do anything and then, and then like reciprocate that. So that's the basis of mine. I think that's pretty easy. And the Army's moving towards that. 
Yep, I, I can't disagree with that one. Uh, Colonel Whiteside, you had something, sir. Go for it. Yeah, mine's based on two fundamental things. Uh, when I was a boy, I uh, grew up with my grandmother, and uh, there's a picture of a guy on the wall in his dress uniform, and that was my grandfather who died in Vietnam. Uh, and so never met the guy, but I saw this dude in the dress uniform. Man, he, just, he looked like uh, a very honorable man, and uh, his eyes would pierce through you through those pictures. And so I grew up with that, and then I grew up with that same grandmother who, uh, during Desert Storm, would get us ready after school, drive us to Fort Campbell, and as she uh, fed you know, snacks to families awaiting the return of their soldiers, she would look at me and she would say, Jacob Aaron, you're going to meet three soldiers tonight at a minimum. You're, you're going to step up to them if they look like they got nobody thanking them, and you're going to thank them for their service. Uh, she didn't know those people, but her husband never came home, and so she lived a life of service trying to take care of others. And so you asked me what the fundamental principle is behind my philosophy uh, and I think it's based in that service. Uh, and, and I'll sum it up with this. There's a book that I read that not everybody reads. But within that book, there's a quote that says, whosoever will be great among you must first become the servant of all. And that's the driving force behind my philosophy as leader. Namely, uh, you've got to humble yourself enough to serve everyone. And only by doing so can you find yourself a leader of others. Yep. Powerful words there, sir. I appreciate that. Captain Burns, go ahead. I think another part of it is um, it, when you vocalize or write down your command philosophy, you're basically giving guidance in your absence. Uh, so you're you're letting newcomers know who you are before they've even met you, not even talked to you, and you're letting them know what kind of climate you're trying to build uh, within your unit. Uh, like for me, it's it's based on who I am as a person, who my leaders in the past, my NCOs, my officers who have been my leaders in the past have shaped me to be um, as as my current self um, and it reflects like a little bit of predictability into how I'm going to act and how I'm going to carry myself and how I expect my team to do the same. Great great insight sir thank you. Uh, let's see Kevin Rivera again I know we've stated you're not actually in command just yet but uh, what do you think? Yes sorry Major. so I think uh, coming to a command philosophy, like we all have a way of, um, you know, seeing the world, and that just comes from our our upbring our upbringing and our culture, and um, you know, it's already in the back of our head. So I feel like a command philosophy is just a way to um, formalize it in, in writing and have something to your subordinates. Um, to know kind of what you're about and in your absence like this is what my leader would do so i need to keep within his intent of whatever decision i have to make okay fair man those are all all great points and, and uh you know i'm excited to hear all, all of your perspectives on uh, on you know your command philosophy or, or what a good philosophy uh you know encompasses so i'd like to throw something else out there now uh and I don't know if every one of you logged in today is, uh, has necessarily heard me say this before, but I'm going to ask every one of you to give me your definition, if you will, after I give you mine, of the following. Um, we all know, obviously, you know, again, doctrinally, what the definition of leadership is, right? 
but I have my own, and, and it's it's based off of a quote that I read in a book a long time ago, and it just stuck with me. And if you're ever to walk in my office uh, back at Fort Riley, you know, you look on my my board there, my dry erase board, and it's written up there, right? And and this is and it's the following: uh, leadership is a choice; it's not a position. You know, and, and I'll say it again: leadership is a choice, not a position. Now. That, like I said, has stuck with me for years. And, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, anybody can get put in a position of leadership, right? By virtue of your age, uh, if you're the senior person, et cetera, right? But, but to be an effective leader, in my opinion anyway, you completely, wholeheartedly have to buy into that, in, in, into being a leader. I mean, completely, because what does that encompass? That means that obviously you're going to take on a lot more responsibility. Uh, it's going to come with a lot more headaches. Obviously, you may have to work a little, you know, longer or come in earlier than others. And so, essentially, it, it is that you have to make that absolute choice that you you will give it 110 percent. You will be a servant leader, as some of you have mentioned, uh, and, and you're going to do it to the very best of your ability. And again, that that is my personal definition. If the soldier were to ask me today, what is your definition of leadership, Sergeant Major? That's exactly what I would say. So with that, let's go, let's start with Captain Finley, go ahead. Uh, I'd say leadership, uh, I mean, the Army's definition is providing purpose, direction, motivation to soldiers to accomplish a mission. I think the Army hit it right. So if you're gonna be uh, a leader, you need to be able to provide that motivation. And it's not about, uh, as Colonel Whiteside alluded to earlier, you know, checking the blocks and getting all the reports and the tasks and um, all the requirements done on time, it's about you know, inspiring those that are under you to be able to perform to the best of their ability. Because if you can inspire the whole company to do well, you're going to get a lot more gains than if you personally are, are just checking the blocks on things. Okay, sir. Appreciate that. Captain Rivera. Yes, Sergeant Major. So I think as you stated earlier, you can get in or you can be put in a position of leadership by virtue of, you know, rank, um, or age or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, um, it's really about if your subordinates uh, accept you as your leadership and they, they're they willing to, for them to be able to, for you to be able to lead them and accept you as their leader. Because at the end of the day, you're they're going to follow you regardless because of, um, you know, rank or position. But if they truly accept you, um, you know, as your leader, they're going to go, above and beyond whatever expectation is you have of them. I would agree with that statement, sir, 100%. Captain Shippers. Hey, Sergeant Major, I, I agree with your uh, your quote about it's a choice. I would also say a uh, great Colin Powell quote is, is solving problems. So the pulse on your leadership is, is how many problems and what problems your soldiers, your subordinates are bringing to you and how you're helping them solve them. I think that's the basics of mine. Thank you, sir. Captain Burns. Well, I'd say leadership is motivating and enabling a team to work towards a common goal. Uh, so I, I think uh, your uh, analysis or an analogy of it being a choice and uh, Captain Finley talking about it being inspiring soldiers, like that work towards the motivating thing. So I definitely agree with you there. And um, Cam Rivera brought up like being accepted as a leader. That's the that helps you uh, work towards the common goal. And then that solving problems thing um, that uh, Cam Shippers just brought up. I, 
I'd say that kind of speaks towards enabling the team. Um, so I, I kind of like package it all up for you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, sir. Thank you for that. All right, Crow Whiteside. Uh, I think it's tough, but I would say leadership is optimism. It's this perpetual belief that we can do it. And uh, like, no matter what, you can't be, uh, you can't be stunted. You can't be uh, stifled. You can't be discouraged. Somehow you've got this per perpetual belief that we can accomplish it. Uh, that can take hard work. That can take uh, some soft power. That can take some strong motivation. But at the end of the day, it's just perpetual optimism uh, that there's nothing that you can't overcome. And then somehow you got to give that to the folks around you. Okay, sir. Thank you. You know, it, it, again, I appreciate every one of your, uh, your, your answers. Um, at the end of the day, I think there, there is not necessarily a wrong answer based on what we discussed here today. Uh, as far as leadership goes, uh, I, I would buy into any one of your, uh, your definitions of leadership. Uh, and, and like you said, I think just to, cause it's the freshest on my mind from what I said, and that is you're right. Cause, cause you know, bad days are going to happen. I mean, it's just, it's just the nature of the beast. And, and, and the bottom line is, us as leaders, we can't have a bad day. I mean, it just can't happen. And I know you, you uh, gentlemen, know that. And and it is on us, incumbent on us, to uh, to keep that you know that positive uh, flow throughout our formation. So again, I appreciate all the, all, all of your insights on that. Okay, as we uh, begin to, to to wrap it up here, um, you know, for our families, for our soldiers that are out there listening. Um, Today's topic was, again, life as a commander. Um, so before we close it out, though, it, it, what else would you commanders uh, say to the, to the soldiers listening or to, to your families or, or any families listening is, what, what is a commander? What, what parting shot would you offer to the formation? I don't, I don't know. When you say what is a commander, I don't know that I can take credit for this comment, but I believe it the longer I live. And that is the longer I live, the more I know that I know nothing. I think a commander uh, at the various stages is someone who is self-assured, uh, of course, humble and servant and optimistic and has all the right requisite uh, foundational skills and knowledge. All that stuff comes to play. But a commander is a soldier, uh, just like the rest of you. They've just chosen to to kind of step in the arena, uh, into the arena and, and compete at a higher level um, and to take on certain burdens on behalf of the organization. And uh, I, I don't think that makes them um, necessarily more important. They just have perhaps a more vital role. Uh, what do I want soldiers to know? Commanders love it when a soldier talks to them. Uh, don't get stressed out when you walk by a commander. Um, if, if the most important thing or the most stressful thing that happens to you is making sure you execute a salute the right way, you're missing the point because uh, the real dialogue begins after the salute's over and you start talking about how your day went and how your family's doing. Uh, the, they have the same issues that you have. You know, they put their pants legs on, uh, you know, one leg at a time. They listen to the same music you do. They got the same dreams and aspirations you do. Um, so often we ascribe larger than life beliefs to, to rank. And that's not necessarily true, man. I, I, I know that I infuriate most people on Illusan because I like to call ducks, but that's because I like to call ducks. Uh, and there's a lot of people on here that have similar, um, uh, things that drive them. And, and so a commander is a soldier. 
And uh, I would just encourage soldiers listening to this to don't hesitate to sit down or to walk by, uh, of course, render the appropriate courtesy and then have a real conversation because you'll be surprised to find how much you have in common with that person that maybe at times seems larger than life. That's it, sir. And Ken Burns, I see your hand up and we'll go to you next. Uh, but, you know, you said something that, that again, I, I like to mention to soldiers all the time, and that is there's no difference between you and I. You know, the difference is that I've been doing this for 28 years and you've been doing this for, you know, three, four or five years. Um, but but at the end of the day, we all put our uniforms on the same way. And I absolutely agree with that. Captain Burns, go ahead, sir. Uh, so, uh, sir, I'll, I'll build off your your comment there that we're we're soldiers and, and we're just a soldier who is appointed to recognizing encourage the potential in other soldiers. Um, uh, yeah, we, we accept a little bit more of the burden of consequences, uh, like, but that's mostly to in order in order to uh, enable the team to accomplish its mission. Um, and, and generally, we're we're not only focused on uh, on mission, uh, but we're also trying to make sure that everyone, to the best of our ability. Uh, completes the mission and becomes better for it. So we're, we're working on that development piece as well. And that's always in our minds. Thank you for that, Captain Burns. Uh, Captain Tippers, you have your hand up, sir. Go ahead. Hey, uh, Sergeant Major, I think uh, if we're all on a big uh, boat or truck, or in our case, helicopters, uh, I see myself as more of a navigator. Um, so I know where we should be going as a group, I'm trying to take the input of the whole team. Um, and the NCOs and the platoon leaders are the, are the ones driving it and sometimes the soldiers, but I'm the ones trying to watch the course, uh, the overall course. And, and like uh, Kent Burns was talking about taking care of people, uh, that's how I see our, our role as commanders. Okay, thank you, sir. Perfect. Uh, Kent, or Colonel Whiteside, do you have something else or your hand still up? Sorry, I'm, I need to put my hand down. <laughs> All right, Ken Finley, I know your hand is not up, sir, but do you have anything, anything for in, in closing here? Uh, just in closing, uh, I guess I'd say I view the commander as uh, kind of the ultimate servant. I'm a big believer in servant leadership. And so, you know, the commander's there to help every single person under his command, whether it be the, the smallest or the biggest problem that you may have. You know, there's an open door policy for a reason. And I think if soldiers ever need any sort of help, that person that they should be able to go to is the commander. They should be able to rely on them to always take care of them. And I think at the end of the day, if you can take care of your soldiers, then then everything's going to work out all right. I agree with that as well, sir. I mean, you know, if they see you calm, cool, collected, I think uh, soldiers will follow you anywhere. Captain Rivera, any last words from you? Sorry, Major. I think everybody's hit on uh, what a commander is. I just want to caveat off of what Captain Shipper said. I feel like as a commander, you're – you have all these inputs uh, from your platoon leader, soldier, sergeant major, whatever it may be, and um, you just got to make the best decision uh, based on the situation and guide your unit uh, the best way possible. All right, sir. Thank you for that. Well, as we close this up, I, I first start off with saying, uh, gentlemen, I have truly appreciated the dialogue today. Uh, I, I hope uh, that every one of our soldiers and, and potentially family members that listen uh, can really take something away from this because, you know, it's not often, as some of you stated, that every soldier, you know, goes up to you, one of you, and, and just talks about life. 
you know, and, and today I think uh, we've, we've all kind of, you know, let our guard down, if you will, and, and really show that, that we're, we're human, right? And we just have a job to do. And, and I want to also tell you that, that I, I truly appreciate everything that you do every day. Uh, you commanders have a lot of responsibility, you know, a lot of moving parts, uh, and you do it well. And I just want to tell you that, that I truly appreciate what you do, uh, you know, taking care of our soldiers across this brigade. Um, thank you for joining us today. Again, episode three, Life as a Commander. Um, this is uh, Command Sergeant Major Serrano. Again, enjoyed it, and please join us in the next podcast. Have a good rest of your evening. Demon 7, signing out.